0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Abigail Peters, psychotherapist at Potential Charisma, with practices in Harley Street and Little Venice. Abigail, Hello.
1: Hello. Good morning to you.
0: Good morning. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, we might as well dive straight in. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Well, it's a very big question. Um, but I think if I really am honest, leadership for me is somebody who can really stand in stand in their authenticity and truthfulness and meet people in their truthfulness uh, in a in a really authentic way.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Well, I think my leadership style has very much to do with tuning in to the fine qualities of who we can be as human beings. You know, very much about connection, um, very much about being able to create a safe environment, a trusting environment. So people feel safe enough to explore and inquire into the potential of who they can be as people.
0: Let's go back to the very beginning of your career, the beginning of your working life. Were there any particular individuals or influences on you that formed the way that you lead today?
1: I think there's quite a few. Um, I started off, um, I guess I was very sporty. I played netball for England. And so I had a few great teachers who were very encouraging of the talents and skills that were coming through for me. And I think that gave me a sense of knowingness aliveness in my body that I could just trust my own internal impulses and instincts. So it kind of set me up on a path of being really interested in others' potential, others' qualities, others' skills, and how people did it um, uniquely in the way they did it. So I kind of ended up in a path of psychology and exploring the human potential. And I think on my path, of course, I was introduced to the existentialism and psychodynamics. And so the the people who stood out at that point were the likes of Carl Jung, uh, A.H. Almas. So a lot lot of the, the forethinkers who really dived into the inquiry underneath, I think, the armoring and the protection that most of us have been taught to hide behind. I think uh, uh, often we are in a fearful position where we're, we're always kind of protecting ourselves. And in that place, I think we, we learn how to stay small. So the different kind of psychological and psychotherapeutic influences for me made me very curious as to what is our capacity when we aren't coming from a place of fear or scarcity or or scarcity or, or poverty thinking, and therefore we're coming from a place of what's possible. What's possible when we're in a a place of connection, a place of uh, authenticity and trust, and we're supported by others who are like-minded.
0: Now, of course, uh, in the news, we are constantly hearing these days about uh, employee burnout um, and uh, stress-related issues uh, that seem to be on the rise. Firstly, um, as a psychotherapist, is this a new phenomenon or is this something that is being more talked about? And if it is a phenomenon that is widespread, what can be done by leaders and employers to alleviate this?
1: Yeah, I think there are beautiful questions that are coming to the forefront. Um, I think it probably is on the rise. It's always been there, stress and burnout. But I think uh, it's rising more and more. Because a lot of us are coming from this uh, pressure of uh, underlying beliefs or feelings that we're just not enough. And so I think there's a lot of overcompensation where people are trying more and more to be extraordinary. I mean, we have the, the rise in social media where everybody's lives look pretty perfect. And so we're in this place where we're wanting to compete, we're wanting to be perfect, we're wanting to be the best versions that we can possibly be. But I feel most of us are being the best versions or trying to be the best versions from conditioned places. And what I mean by that is that we're programmed to effort and it comes therefore from a place of false will where we're pushing ourselves far too hard because we just don't believe we're good enough. And, you know, the underlying concepts are that we, we miss the true qualities, the true nature of what it means to be human. And I think there's a, a lot of pressure that is put on us by society, by employees, by employers, sorry. Um, and we're in that kind of um, blindness of just, just making things happen. And I think what needs to be done is we really need to look at the fundamentals of what it means to be true to ourselves. We need to be able to have true connection. We need to be able to tune in to our real needs and desires. We need to really be in societies or, or communities that offer trust so that we can find true, you know, autonomy. And that, I think, um, is really increased when we have support or we have communities where we can share and we can inquire together. You know, I think the things that I lead, which are different workshops, different retreats, uh, really offer an opportunity for people to look underneath the performance mask and find out what really motivates them. And for us to support what truly motivates people really brings a a relaxation in the the whole nervous system. And then we're not being fired by fight or flight um, notions that just keep us in this real um, full, uh, I, I don't know what to say, full marathon of trying to be what others need us to be or what we think others need us to be. I think we've lost that connection with our real capacity to be who we're supposed to be. And, of course, that's different for each person.
0: Now, of course, uh, leadership takes uh, many different types of individuals. But if I was to nail you down to just one, if you would objectively identify the greatest leader, living or dead?
1: The greatest leader. Now, probably will be a little controversial in saying Osho. For me, the greatest leader, um, he's an Indian mystic, no longer uh, living. And of course, has had a, a lot of um, controversial press. But I would say him purely and simply because he led an experiment, if you like, whereby he allowed humans to find the inner guru. Um, what I mean by guru, the inner master in each one of us. His philosophy on many levels was about being present, being aware, and actually being in alignment with your own capacity to find your essential qualities, truthful desires, and motivations underneath the the ideas of conditioning or pre-programmed learned behaviors that we, of course, have all um, been influenced by. So oh, yes, I think I would go with um, an Indian mystic who was incredibly intelligent, very well read, and was very capable of being truthful and um, I think challenging the the learned beliefs and and values that most societies um, are it, driven by.
0: It does tend to be that most great leaders are truthful and are, they are very challenging to the status quo. Um, now, unfortunately, our time together is drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have uh, in store for potential charisma?
1: Well, I am very much a part of a big retreat um, organization, which is global. Um, It's in 16 different countries. It's called The Path of Love. And it's a seven-day residential retreat, which is very much about finding your true authentic self. So I have um, probably another seven of them, uh, of those coming up. In the next year or so, and of course, I also run retreats for women um, in different parts of uh, the 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 world. Actually, in in Europe and also in um, in Dubai and Brazil. So I'm very much involved with waking up. That is one of my passions. That we come out of the the false trance. Of uh, Sleepy Land, and we really wake up and bring some awareness to what we really are capable of. And I find the retreats and the workshops really bring together like minded people, but people who really are tired of the mundane and doing things in a programmed way, and they're ready to really do things differently and make a big difference to the craziness in the world that we are currently observing.
0: Well, Abigail, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you, and I very much hope you'll come back on the program at some point in the near future. Abigail, thank you.
1: Thank you. And that would be very nice.
0: That was Abigail Peters, psychotherapist at Potential Charisma. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
3: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, who, who do Google me, realize that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago, 1962, I think that was. So I didn't, I'm... Um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it at the time. It was lucky to be playing, I guess, one or two injuries. Um, And of course, uh, a great manager in South Ramsey. So to come across people like that of that calibre can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days um at West Ham, uh, with a with a manager like uh Ron uh, there it's also important to have uh uh confidence with your other players, and of course they become your friends. Who did you look at to at the time uh when to inspire confidence in yourself? Was it more, was it Peters?
3: I think probably well, I was very fortunate to play with the talent of the players I did. Again mm. again, extremely fortunate to play with you know, the captain um of England and West Ham and Martin Peters, who was a fantastic player. And some, as far as Martin's concerned, I think sometimes he didn't quite get the looked upon him more as a senior player, if you like, not as a, a guy with the same age group as me. And I looked at how he, how he uh, trained, how he acted, how he behaved, and how he played. And so he, he would say, I would also say, he was a big influence on me. One thing I would say about leadership, uh, what I do, uh, I do understand clearly. All walks of life, leadership is at the top. Is absolutely vital for a, a for a business. Mm-hmm Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you want me? I, I think, can tell you if you sorry. want.
3: You want? You got time. I can tell I go, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go. On. I think I, we, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing it
3: at a dinner in, in the channel Islands, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, guest of honor. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions.